everybody, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and me, I am Kirsty. and this episode I'm covering Maths at New Orleans, NOLA, episode 11 and 12, uh, roughly, and look, if you're not watching yet, jump on board, it's on Lifetime at 6pm Eastern Time and Pacific Time, obviously that's in the US, if you're in Australia, You're just going to have to do what I do and get on the Googles and watch it in snippets on YouTube or find some dodgy site that will support your addiction. (laughs) (laughs) I am joined by the gorgeous Dina from The Love Pod. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on. I cannot wait to talk about this. Oh my God, we have so much to get through. Um, so just tell me a little bit about The Love Pod. When did you start? Why did you start? What shows do you cover? Yeah, so The Love Pod started back in February for Love is Blind. And we initially started by interviewing cast members and recapping the show. And it just grew from there. We're on season three now and we have two new co-hosts and we branched out into more dating and relationship topics. We do cover some Married at First Sight, Dancing with the Stars. We will do Love is Blind whenever they come back, of course. Uh, A little bit of The Circle. And we're probably going to get into 90 Day Fiance. We are definitely covering the bachelorette i cannot wait for that wow you're doing it all oh yeah i mean it's fun you know we it's we like what we do we are gonna keep it relationship and dating centric for the most part but because there's so much crossover with the reality stars going on dancing Mm. uh from shows like the bachelorette we cover a little bit of that too so i i'm hoping your version of the bachelorette is a little bit more uh, typical to what we've seen in the last few seasons. The Australian Australian one this season has decided to do something a little different because I guess nobody really watches The uh, Bachelorette here in Oz. It's very much The Bachelor is popular. Um, the Bachelorette, they just keep using gimmicks to promote it. Yeah. So a couple of seasons ago we had um, kind of a D-grade celebrity was The Bachelorette. That didn't work out so well. This season, they've got a girl from The Bachelor who obviously didn't make it, and that's typical. But it's her and her sister going on it together. And I I don't know why, because the girl that they selected was nothing special to begin with. Like, she was just kind Mm -hmm. of a very much basic bitch, (laughs) if I should be so bold. And her sister is just, like, its older version of her. And, I mean, look... Who knows, maybe it will be a whirlwind of destruction and that's very interesting. But so far, everyone's kind of like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. Are they com- are they competing for the same guys? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, okay. Well, maybe they are. You know what? I'm going to have to do a bit are, more. That, that, would, that would be good. Yeah. That actually would really up the ante. Um. It would be interesting if they were identical twins as well. You can understand that there would be oh, like yeah. some some strange crossover stuff, but they're not. So yeah, but um, they're not like you know they're they're good looking girls, but you know how the Bachelorette is always like Giselle Bunchen style model. Yeah, yeah. They're just kind of normal looking girls, and as the guys were coming out of the limo, you just kind of saw their faces drop a little <laughs> bit. I was like, yeah, oh, what, what, what's going on here? Like, oh, my God, this is so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> this season of the U.S. Bachelorette, have you seen any of the promos? No, I haven't. Okay, so normally they cast a girl from a recent season, like the number two or number three from the prior season. Instead, this season, they've been getting a lot of flack because there's usually younger contestants and they're not necessarily ready for love. So they went way back to, like, the OG Bachelor seasons and pulled uh, Claire Crowley as the Bachelorette. Now she is 38, so she is wow. the oldest Bachelorette they've had, and they really are digging into her age in all the promos <laughs> and like comparing her to the Golden Girls. And, oh my uh, god! One of the, yeah, one of the promos they did was like a graduate poster, but instead of like <laughs> the woman's leg, it's a guy's leg, and it's just so tasteless. And poor Claire, like, I know she has a lot of strong opinions and there's a bit of a scandal, which 
it's pretty well known here, so I don't think I'm giving anyone anything away. But spoiler, mm. in case you're planning on watching and have been living living under a rock, um, Claire falls in love with somebody and shuts down production two weeks in. Doesn't want to do the show anymore. I did so, hear that. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, she falls in love with the producer or something. Uh, he is a contestant. He was a contestant oh, he on the show. Um, but they bring in another bachelorette who has been on recent uh, season of Bachelor in Paradise, Tasha Adams. And I love her. She's just so sweet and funny on TV. I don't know her in real life, obviously. But I'm kind of over Claire's journey already and want to move on to see what happens to Tasha. So I it think is that's interesting. Yeah, at yeah. least it's different again, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, yeah. look, we've got so... Uh, you never know what's coming in the journey of love. And that's why we find these shows <laughs> so fascinating to watch. I mean, you've yeah. just binged a lot of this Married at First Sight New Orleans oh, season, God, yeah. which is tough to do because they are an hour and a half long each episode. It too feels much. like a lifetime. It's, it is too much, especially because it moves so slowly with these couples. Yes. Say, I love that they cut out the casting process this time. I was like, yes, we're going to get straight into it. But the fact that I was on episode four halfway through and they were only on their first day of marriage, I was it's too much. Dying. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Oh. And it, it is hard. And like sometimes I forget to watch the night it comes out and then I get to the day that I'm supposed to be podcasting and I'm catching up on two episodes. It's three hours of my life. Yes. <laughs> Like, how many episodes are there going to be total? Is it going to be, like, 20-something? I mean, I don't know. I love the show, but watching it it, for three hours, I'm like, uh, I need a a breather. Yeah. This has been the most painful season for me to watch. And I don't know if it's because (laughs) I really thought they were going to narrow the five down to four. Like, I thought Mm. somebody wasn't going to say I do and that it would start to move along and it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm like, all right, let me fast forward through Christina and Brett. <laughs> enough of this. Yeah, Christina and Henry. Oh, Henry and Not Christina um, and Henry. Buddy, oh, Olivia I, and Brett. Yeah, sorry. I do fast forward through Olivia and Brett, though I do think, and we could talk about this later, that Christina and Brett and Olivia and Henry would make better couples. A lot of people have said that, yes. And honestly, I think you're right because Olivia has that patience, you know, that that um, Henry needs. And right. Brett and Christina are just assholes, so they belong together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you said it and I didn't have to. I'm not uh, holding anything back. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'll, I'll do the same. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see um, you coming from a binge point of view. You've kind of you'll probably have a a, a more overview perspective of the right. couples, whereas I'm kind of picking out little things as we go along and seeing things change. So I'm interested to see what you think of the couples overall. Should we get into that? Did you were you just gonna have yeah. a, a final thought? Yeah, sure. So I'll start with who were initially my favorites, Karen and Miles. Yes. I thought before the whole um, she she found out who he was went down, mm. just seeing them as people individually, I thought they would make a really strong couple. And I do like them as individuals, but seeing the last couple of episodes play out, I really am having a hard time with Karen's viewpoints on what makes a man and that how we're not receptive she was to miles and his little not little confession but you know his opening up to her well exactly Uh, he's trying to i mean and look he's probably been pushed by the producers to talk about his struggle with mental illness but like first of all who doesn't struggle with mental illness like 20 fucking 20 i mean if we're not all losing our minds at this stage there's something wrong with you but um, Karen, yeah, a lot of people have said that, that the fact that she has this kind of toxic view of what masculinity looks like, I right. mean, it, it, she wants a, she wants somebody like Brett. And if that's what she's they looking for, who, like, like who in their right mind? I mean, maybe he's really charming in real life or something. This whole, you know, in this latest oh. episode, there's this... Um, 
there's a problem between him and Olivia because she's saying he's someone different off camera right. than he is on camera. And it's like, but like he is so awful. How how much can you hide that and be super charming as soon as the cameras turn away? You know, <laughs> it's it not kind worth of it. Me, no, it gives me Amber and Matt vibes from I think season mm. nine mm. Um, in North Carolina where he just acted like this really sweet, like quiet guy. And then he was a total, can I say douchebag? I'm going to say it anyway. Say it it. all. (laughs) (laughs) There was total douchebag. And I'm not saying that Brett's cheating on Olivia, but like just really acting totally different when the cameras Mm. were off and then deny, deny, deny till you die to this day. And so I'm really getting those vibes from Brett where maybe down the line we'll hear I mean, he was such a like total ladies man in the bachelor party. I don't think yeah. my opinion of him is going to change at all, especially, I mean, we're halfway through the season now and yeah. Uh, yeah yep, yep, a little yeah. So um, just to recap for anyone who hasn't quite got there, we're at the, um, the, we're at the one month anniversary mark. So it's so funny to me to think about celebrating one month but I mean, that's that's the part of the show, you know. They get to choose yeah. their their two month anniversary, their eight weeks, whether or not they stay together. But I'm like, one month and yes. and bloody uh, Woody's buying diamonds over here. I'm like, <laughs> that's a lot. That's, just that's Woody. a lot. That's just Woody. I feel like that's his mm. game. That, I mean, that's his mo. Yeah, let's face it. They got the rings for free. They got the wedding for free. So hopefully he yeah, had true. some money saved. But yeah, From I, Diamonds he, Direct. He oh yeah, throw that little promo in there. <laughs> and I think that was the second one that season. This season they did like, I want to say maybe it was Henry who got like cufflinks or something. One of them, and they were like, "Thanks for the hookup, Diamonds Direct." And I was like, "Come on, could you make <laughs> this even anymore?" Trying to hide the huh? ad anymore. No, it's just blatantly, and they show like a close up of the box, and yeah, I'm like, why don't you just have like the head, like a Neil Lane for the Bachelor, just come in and show them all the rings? And yeah, exactly. Put it out there. Oh, that's um, funny. But Woody, I really did not think I was gonna like Woody. Mm. He seemed very over the top, and he seemed like a player to me too. That like. Not to Brett's extreme, but just not ready to settle down, Mr. Party. But he's surprising yeah. me with his relationship with Amani. I think they're a really good pairing. Woody and Amani are certainly my my favorite as well. You know, sh- I just love that she is she has this calmness about her, but she can deliver sass in this complete like gentle monotone. And they're just so funny together. And he's kind of the more extroverted of the two. He's really outspoken. He's the life of the party, as they say. But they balance each other in a really really nice way. And she's fun, too. It's just that her voice is so calming that it's... You know, I don't know. Just it, it doesn't seem like she's as out there as he is. But I think she's a kind of a kind of a freak in the sheets. <laughs> I think so. To me, they remind me of. But if the if the roles were reversed, and Amber and Barnett from Love Is Blind, but with Woody yeah. being more Amber and uh, Amani being more Barnett, so they're like really? the couple that you want to hang out with. Yeah. Oh, girl, I you hated think- them. Oh no! Everybody, <laughs> I'm so team Amber. I love her. I think she's awesome, and Barnett too. But I mean, I just, I know it's like not the most popular opinion, but I just think she's awesome. And are they um, still yeah, together? Just, they were still going strong. They are. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. good on them. All right. Well, maybe it's yeah. genuine. I always just, you know, it's hard because you get so invested in in the first love story with him and Jessica yeah. and. You know, did you hear uh, all this stuff that apparently Mark was cheating on her and all this business? Oh, yeah. So I heard that, and I don't know if you saw um, with LC, they dated for a little bit during, well, we're still going through quarantine, but they dated yeah. in the beginning of March and had agreed that even though they weren't necessarily going to be exclusive in long term, during COVID, they were going to be exclusive because... Right it's just not safe. And he flew to Chicago to see another girl who is now his girlfriend, but totally shaded Elsie. 
And so I think his true colors are really starting to show that we didn't see. Uh-huh. Um, well, look, I mean, I don't think anyone expected the, the quarantine <laughs> to go for this long. He's like, um, I thought this was going to be like a month. It's yeah. a, we're hitting the eight month mark now. So I'm off. I'm, I'm going to jet off and find another gal. <laughs> Yeah, but like end it with one before you come oh, on. Man. Don't I can't. Give, don't spread the Rona, okay? We don't need any of that nonsense. Keep and not the Rona in your pants. <laughs> yeah, could you? Could you? Um, but yeah, it's funny because I really didn't like Jessica during the show, and I know they edit them. We're getting kind of, of all tracked. Like they edit them, and it could be Brett's a really genuine guy, and they just tagged him and married at first sight as like the player, right? But I do think there's a version of truth in all of these edits because they do yeah. say the things even, they say and act the way they act. Even just his facial expressions, you know, there's Olivia had this conversation with him um, in episode 11, I think it was, about his sarcastic looks, like the faces he yes. gives. And, and he does. It's like, you know, a lot of people were like, what even is that? But then they do this clip of this reel of his faces. I'm like, yeah, he's he looks at her like she's dumb or like she's making a stupid comment. And then he claims that she's beautiful and that when she smiles, it lights up a room and you can't look away. He says all the right things. But he looks at her like she's an idiot. Like, that's not on. See, I think it's kind of a defense mechanism. I think yes. he's so playing the fields and not used to letting his guard down. And I think Christina really did call him out this last couple of episodes when mm. she warned um, warned Olivia. I mean, when you date that type of guy consistently, you know exactly what you're getting into. And she picked mm. up on it. But Olivia, I feel like, she kind of gets on my nerves, but she's trying yeah. so hard. And he he has to do the same thing. You can't just say nice things. You have to put the actions behind it. And so yeah. he's not my favorite person on the show, <laughs> for sure. No. And, and Olivia, you can see as the weeks go on, she just loses her shine. She's sort of like... Her shoulders are slumping forward. She's not putting on makeup anymore. She's just right. like lost the the color in her cheeks. She's just like, I'm fucking done. She's so over this guy. It's like she feels uh, misdone by, by the production, which, you know, right. unless he was super charming and lovable in um, the, the pre-planning stage of the show. Right. She kind of was fucked over by production because this isn't a great yeah. guy. He has a cat. She loves cats. That's about yeah. as that's where it ends their relatability. <laughs> and I really thought during the honeymoons they had a lot of promise and they seemed mm. really into each other at the wedding. But just seeing how often they need to talk to Pastor Cal and they seem to be struggling with communication. And I wonder. Because it is a TV show and they do have to cast for interesting stories. Mm. They, If they knew what they were getting into both with him and with Matt from North Carolina mm. and just kind of let it slide, knowing, you know, maybe that these other girls who are pretty cool, calm and collected, like Olivia and Amber, would balance it out. And if yeah. not, then they get divorced and they, get, they had good TV. Yeah. Um, so... I, I'm just struggling with Brett. I really don't like how he's doing Olivia. And Olivia is not my, I feel like she's a little bit, not to Christina's level, but prim and proper. But right. the last two episodes, I do feel like she really was trying to work on it. And he just wasn't really giving her anything back. Yeah, I think he's he's too embarrassed to show vulnerability in front of the camera. And it's really stunting the growth of their relationship. Yeah. So who knows? I don't. I don't have high hope for them to make it to to the end, but we shall see. Let's. Uh, so, did you finish your thoughts on Karen and Miles? We kind of got sidetracked a little oh, bit. I think that they might stay together in the end. Really? I'm hoping. I'm hoping she learns to accept and has like a one-on-one -on -one and that the, just this is kind of the beginning of her realization about mental health and that quarantine mm. maybe really opens her eyes to it. 
and that it is a real issue that people struggle with and it doesn't make him any less of a man. And I think she does need that sensitivity to balance her out because all these people are on the show for a reason. Their past relationships haven't worked. So yeah. if you have always gone for that ma macho man and now you don't want to give the emotional quote unquote guy a chance, well, they don't want to partner you with the same guy that you've been with 10 times. Exactly. They they want to find somebody who they think will make it work. So yeah, um, give him a chance. And he's such a nice guy. And he looks out for her so much. And he's not. He really is. He's gentle. He's nice. He's attractive. I don't get why she's so completely reserved and cold. Like, yes, she has. It probably has a lot of reservations from her past relationship and how that went right. down. But she full on like it, it. She like cringes near him. It's so. It's so bad. You can see like you could cut the tension with a knife. You can see her how stiff her body language is next to him, and you can see it's really affecting his confidence as well. Like he doesn't right, want to initiate course. a handhold even. So yeah, yeah, it looks. It's not looking good on on uh, my side. No, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say it looks good, but I'm just, I'm hoping it'll turn around and, and the production mm -hmm. team is just making it out to be more dramatic than it is. Because like you said, mental health is such a co common issue that everybody struggles with mm -hmm. these days and we need to be more accepting of it. So, you know, I think even if it doesn't work out for them, it's a positive conversation to have on TV and that yeah. maybe people minds will start to change because we got to get over the stigma of it being, uh, you know, emasculating men and it being a female thing. It affects everybody. It affects everybody differently. And I really yeah. don't like the attitude that Karen seems to have about it. I, I struggle with that a lot. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Let's get to your favorite couple. Yeah. The world agrees with you, uh, uh, with you, but for me, they, uh, God, they I make my skin extra. crawl. They make my eyes roll. I cannot with Bennett and Amelia. All right. Talk to me. Okay. Convince me how wonderful so, they are. I roped my boyfriend into watching this with me. And uh, he came in to the show at the honeymoons. Okay. So I had already, I filled him in and I showed him some pictures of their wedding day, which I, oh my God, I still am not over the bird's nest, the veils <laughs> on the bridesmaids, like the whole nine, the hats, Bennett's mom, I could probably do a whole nother episode on alone. Oh yeah. Um, but so he comes in at the nightshirt conversation mm -hmm. where they're talking about Bennett's nightdress. <laughs> and like, if I had, and I, I dug on Karen pretty hard for her thoughts on miles, but I think if my brand new husband came out in a nightshirt, <laughs> I would be struggling a little bit, but they work together so well. They're just both yeah. so wacky and like really go with the flow and I love how even if they have different opinions, they're willing to find a middle ground, whether it's the kids conversation or now knowing Amelia's residency. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I can give that away yet no, or that's not. Fine. But... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. So knowing that she didn't get the resident or she's her residency is going to be in, I think, Virginia, right? Oh, hang on, hang um, on, hang on. So, yeah, no, I d didn't hear that. Where'd you get that scoop? I read that on, oh God, I have to look at the blog I read it on. Um, and I, I, I maybe misquoted Virginia, but it definitely wasn't New Orleans. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll send you the link to the article when we mm -hmm. hop offline. Uh, but it's, it's a reality recap site. And yeah. I don't know if they're just playing it off. like Because I think you get options, right? You have mm -hmm. your first, second, and third choice. And so maybe they just haven't announced that she got accepted in New Orleans yet. Okay. But she definitely the first one that they mentioned was not New Orleans. And okay. they only mentioned one city. Interesting. So I'm interested to see how that played out. Because I know they talked about it on the honeymoons. Mm -hmm. And um, both my boyfriend and I were like, ooh, this is going to be like the point of tension. Like they got through the, the kids issue and mm -hmm. kind of came to a common consensus on that. But uh, I don't know if he's willing. His mom, he's like such a 
I don't know his maybe he's not a mama's boy but his mom is very like this is my Bennett don't his touch mom. him yeah you're right like there should be a whole she needs her own show for me to understand her but she she yeah. terrifies me in a way that I watch her and I sort of feel like I need like I clam up and I'm and I stiffen like oh my god am I doing something wrong like she's she's yeah. terrifying I I don't know See, what to make of her and I can't wait to see the sit down when they talk about Amelia's residency because mm. they've they've hinted in the conversations that she's a doctor to the parents and like in the sit down with the parents. But I don't know if Bennett's mom really considered like her baby boy might be leaving. Yeah. And I think if anything were to play a role in their breaking up, it would be that because they're just so compatible and they seem really into each other. So I hope they stay together. I think it's such, and we never see couples like that on this show, right? Like we never That's see true. really unique, quirky, I don't want to say normal, but like more normal than the people you see on reality TV. Like this is just how mm. people are. And so I love them. I think they're adorable together and they're just so quirky and Bennett just jumping into the ocean in his boxer briefs on camera. God bless him because no, take some courage. No. <laughs> too, like um, too much courage, perhaps. Like though, yes. I could not. I was like, boy, I was with Woody. Is like, where are your drawers? <laughs> but it's at the same time, like you, I felt him. Like I felt him. Like if it were anybody but Bennett, I'd be like, ew. But yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. It's Bennett, this makes like, sense. This is this. Yeah, yeah, this makes sense. So in this most <laughs> recent episode, we meet, um, he, well, his sister, I think it's his sister, Molly. Um, yes. Yeah. Bring, they don't really introduce her properly as the sister. They kind of try to make it look like there's some kind of like love affair going on between them, which made me very uncomfortable. But it is his sister. <laughs> Like I, I just bring the facts. So she brings, <laughs> she brings Yoop, the curmudgeonly stuffed duck, to their lunch, and this was a lot for me. I mean, and this was the moment. <laughs> this was a choice. This was a moment that a lot of people did kind of understand where I was coming from in terms of my. Uh -huh. My uh, my sigh whenever I see Bennett and Amelia, I'm just like, all right, like it's a bit much for me. And this <laughs> this was the turning point for a lot of people as well. Having Molly interrupt Bennett mid conversation to ask the bird if he wanted bird seed to uh, to order bird seed <laughs> from the wait staff. I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> That has to be heavily produced. I mean, I know they really went into like how Bennett talks to inanimate objects and has conversations mm. with them. Um, but I feel like, I mean, come on, the bird seed. I don't know what's going on with my hair here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the bird seed and the whole, the like the really reading into the tarot cards. I just think production's like, hey, let's take this duck and uh, roll with it. It'll be really great. It'll be fun. Okay. Like, you might be right, like yeah. And, like, because they're a thespian family, it, they probably just, like, took that note and ran with it. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's not so bad. It did, again, make my skin crawl when we're looking at the tarot cards and Bennett is just giggling like a 14-year-old boy over the two naked people card. <laughs> Come, you're a married man. <laughs> I yeah they are they are the youngest couple right I think they're the youngest couple they well, seem like it at least he's 28 she's 27 you know Miles is 26 Miles is a baby oh that's right yeah but he's so, I mean let's be real he's way more mature than mature mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. I would take Miles I would marry a first oh Miles. hell yeah Miles is beautiful <laughs> any day of the week Look, yeah, I don't know about these two. I think they're going to make it, but they drive me insane. Well, the good news is you only have 5,972 more hours of them to go before the end of the season. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. Send help. 
<laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. It was cute Please. to see, um, you know, the love, the love song that Amelia sang for him. Yeah. It was nice to watch them watching the memory, open the memory memory boxes. I always love that part of any of the mm-hmm. the series because. Especially like Christina and Henry, they're at a place where they fucking hate each other right now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, because no, sorry, I'm talking about Olivia and Brett. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Cannot stand each other. They're not in a good place. And then you always find a little bit of love in the good memories when you look back, even if it was just a month ago. So I like you those know, moments. I feel like all, like, at some point, all these couples remind me of another couple, either on Married at First Sight or another reality show. Mm. And with Brett and Olivia, I could potentially see, do you remember Jamie and Beth from, I think it was North Carolina as well, from Charlotte, where they were fighting like cats and dogs and just hurling mm. insults at each other and then like making up and being lovey-dovey. Not that that Brett and Olivia have that going on. Yeah. But- and then at the end, I'm like, no, there's no way these two stay together. And they're still married. Wow. Potentially. And I, they said some really nasty things to each other. So not not the same level, but just the similarity of there's no way these two are going to make it. Maybe they surprise us all and okay. it works out. I mean, it's not a bad idea to get all of your therapy you know, like a huge amount of your couple's therapy out at the early stages. Yeah. Then you know what to expect from this person. And I think, you know, in such an intense environment, if you can make it through being filmed, living with a complete stranger who you are now married to for two months, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be okay in the real world. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like they're at the stage where Pastor Cal's about to move into their place because <laughs> they need a Hail Mary of some kind. And Pastor Cal keeps it real. I really, Dr. Pepper's just like kind of thrown in there every once in a while. I really don't yeah, see she's her. She's not as really much. around. I love Pastor Cal. I'm trying yes. to get interviews with him and with Viviana, but they're so busy. There are oh, publicists yes. told me she's trying, but they they are they're very busy. Probably with uh, these awful couples, they have to oh, micromanage. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Pastor Cal has moved in with Olivia and Brett, and he's just like, I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to work on my own mental do. health. Yeah. He's rocking back and forth in a corner somewhere, sucking his thumb. Like, help me. <laughs> He's now started binge drinking through oh, yeah, yeah. 50 to 60 hours a week, stashing booze everywhere in their apartment every time he has to go over there. He's like, Dr. Pepper, help me. He's yeah. Like, no, I'm dead over here. I'll just make the announcements. Every time Brett gives a sarcastic look, he's like, do a shot. Every time yes. he has a sarcastic look, shots. It's just him drinking alone in a corner. Oh, Cal, little Cal. Well, we, we haven't you, talked. Pastor Cal. We uh, we love you, Pastor. Cal. I was about to say R.I.P. Pastor Cal. I hope not. Oh God, no! <laughs> it's 2020. Don't do that. Sorry, I'm Don't not putting it out there. I'm not putting it out there. <laughs> we can't afford to lose uh, Pastor Cal. Uh, uh, he is one of the good things left in this world. Oh my God. Well, we haven't talked about Christina and Henry yet. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> They're tough work, these two. You were saying, is this the couple you fast forward through or did you did you change mm-hmm. that to Brett and Olivia? Or is it both? They're, well, they're it's all both. tough. It's really both. So yeah. I, I, I fast forward more through Brett and Olivia, but oh. there are moments um, where there's just awkward silence between Christina and Henry where it's awkward just like silence is their crooked. entire relationship. It yeah. is just one big fat, awkward silence. It is painful. And at first I really, when the, when they first introduced the cast, I was all about Henry. I'm like, Oh yeah, girl, you're going to get this. And I thought for sure they would pair Christina and Brett. And then we see Christina and Henry and I was like, Oh no. Uh-oh. This ain't going to happen. And especially he's just, he's like a 13 year old boy who's never been around a woman before. And it kind of makes sense to me that you see all the the female friends that he's had that he's mm. tried to date and hasn't worked out. Which shout out Trishel. What's 
up. <laughs> I was so excited to see her. I was like, no way. I can't yeah. believe Trishel's in the show. I reckon but, she has like a big crush on him. Yeah. I, but I feel like she needs a more aggressive dude. She needs a Brett. Yeah. I mean, she's, everyone she needs it. a more aggressive dude than Henry. It's funny you say he's like a 14-year-old boy because I see him as like an 80-year-old man. <laughs> and there is, there's no in between. He's just no. He they 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 showed when they showed him playing golf and drinking a martini. I was like, that is who he is. He is just an old man trapped in this thirty year old's body, screaming to get out. <laughs> well, just the fact that he like everything is his first experience. Like you've yes. never had a taco before, Henry. Seriously, <laughs> Taco Bell is on every corner, even if it's not a legit. Mexican taco from Mexico. Get your life together. Get your life sorted. Like, step out of the box. The craziest thing he's done is jump on a trampoline. Like, honey. Yeah. I that was it's too much. And I, Christina, I think is a bit snooty. Mm -hmm. She she has resting bitch face for sure. And that whole ordeal during the bachelorette party where, and I get anxiety. I totally understand that. I hate big group scenarios and parties and things like that, but she signed up for this and you know how the show goes by now. So I just, I think she's a bit of a like better than thou attitude, but it's almost similar. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, I was going to say with that better than thou attitude, it's similar to Brett where it so obviously comes from insecurity, but mm-hmm. it's her way of, you know, lifting herself up is this projection right. of confidence. And, you know, there was this horrible moment in the last episode um, or maybe the previous one before that last couple of episodes, who knows, where they have to do these questions for each other and they're blindfolded and she's saying the thing she's least attracted to is lack of confidence. And literally Brett has just said his biggest insecurity. Henry? Henry, God, now I'm getting confused. I know. (laughs) They're they're interchangeable, all of them. Well, pretty much. Henry's biggest insecurity is his lack of confidence. And she's like, well, do you think you can change that? Like, can you just get over that? Like, this is his childhood fucking trauma. People cannot just like, get over that shit. That really, I, upset, that really upset me. Yeah, I expect so much more, which is probably my own fault, of people to be understanding about trauma, about PTSD, about mental health. Mm. And it's like these women this season have been living under a rock and have never have had these, like, picture-perfect Cinderella lives, with the exception yeah. of... Karen's ex and have never had to deal with real life difficult scenarios though I do have to say I think that was a a big dig and I really didn't like that but I would probably be at the end of my rope with Henry too if I I would I would too I would too like I that that's not somebody that I could have a relationship with I just couldn't and they're so mismatched you know she needs much more adventure, much, much more somebody that takes action. And that's just not who he is. It's not to say that, you know, there isn't somebody out there for a guy like Henry, but it's not Christina. I am loving the producers shading Christina. Like we are still getting more and more production shots of her just being a total asshole. I thought they might have had a couple and they would replay them. No, we're still getting new ones. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm loving it. Like they just drag her every week. She is the Jessica of Married at First Sight this season, for sure. Yes, yes. And I I want to sympathize with her because I, I see how Henry is, at least on the show, and just an awful match in general. And I kind of, I know this is awful to say, but I kind of hoped that her and Brett would like you know, on the sly hookup. Do a little swapsies, yeah. Yeah, and not that I want that to happen for Olivia or Henry, but they just are, like, what were the producers thinking? They're just such a better match. And I, I don't, don't know, know if Henry and Olivia are a good match, but I think they're better than <laughs> what they've, they're they currently working with. Exactly. I mean, yeah, these... Uh, look, I don't know if they can turn it around at this stage, but I think I... I'm pretty sure I say that at this point 
every season. Like there is no <laughs> hope and I've been wrong before once or twice. So we'll see. I mean, I, I want to go back to Amani and Woody just before we finish up. Um, we, What do you think of this whole situation? They're talking about finances. Woody says he spends $500 to $1,000 a month on fashion. Uh, do we know what his job is? Because damn boy. Right. That's what that's okay. So I know that one of the biggest, you know, doing the whole dating relationship podcast thing, I read all about finances being one of the biggest strains on marriages and one of the biggest reasons for divorce. So if there was a reason why they weren't going to make it, I think this is it right here. Mm. But if he makes six figures a year and that's his hobby, like everybody has something that they're into, right? Sure. For us, it's reality TV. For yeah. other people, you know, it's shopping. The if only he can support thing, that. If he can support it, fine. But the fact he lives with his grandmother tells me that maybe he cannot. <laughs> well, that's why he can afford it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but that and he said his, say a lot. He said his grandma's oh. cool with him bringing chicks home and... You know, she's fine the next day. I'm like, oh, my God. Can you even imagine how awkward? Listen, that's the grandma we all need in our lives. The non-judgmental, like, I'll make you guys breakfast. Uh, look, you know what? In saying that, my grandpa called me yesterday and he was like, you know, I'm turning 90 in two weeks. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's so cool. We're going to hopefully have to celebrate, <laughs> hopefully be able to celebrate because we're in lockdown, pretty strict lockdown here in Melbourne. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna get drunk. I'm going to start fights. I'm going to punch a cop. I'm like, what? <laughs> he, seriously, I, like, he doesn't even drink. I'm like, you're an insane person. Well, but, he's yeah. 90, so now he's going to go buck he, wild. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. When I'm 90, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do it all. Just hire those hookers and get that blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. whatever you got to do. <laughs> Lift it up. Because, you know, there's no consequences anymore. You don't care. Exactly. Who what gives a shit? Care? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do my you, God. Do you have opinions on if there are going to be divorces, which person is mm. going to be the one that asks for the divorce? I think Olivia will ask Brett. I think mm-hmm. um, I think she will just get to the end of her rope. Um, but if he just doesn't try, I think she would be open yeah. to this relationship if he softened, was vulnerable, and he just tried a bit more. Um, who else? I don't think Christina and Henry want to be together, but I don't know who will initiate it because I think Christina likes Henry more than Henry likes her, but I don't think Henry is brave enough to call it off just to have that conversation just the fact that she's got to be the aggressor in everything else Mm. I feel like she would be the aggressor in asking for the divorce Mm. but I do potentially see them not choosing to get divorced at the finale but like we find out after the the season finale that they are indeed divorced right yeah and if anybody's gonna Karen and Miles is I think hands down gonna be Karen Oh, yeah. Oh, but, you know, I we kind of see next week because they enter quarantine, which is going to be exciting. Like, yeah. if it wasn't already such an intense experience for them, <laughs> now they are literally trapped with each other. Miles, I think, will start to go a little stir crazy. I think um, we see them all really start to break down over the next coming weeks, which I am excited for. <laughs> Yeah, that's real. That's why we like this kind of stuff. Yeah, but we also. I mean, I know I've had those moments where I'm like, ah, I just want to get go me out. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it's got to be real hard with the production crew in there with you, and you're stuck with this brand new hubby or wife that you don't know that much about, and maybe you don't like them all that much. Mm-mm, so the divorce mm-mm. rate might be the highest ever of Married at First Sight seasons. It would be scaling walls trying to get out of there. Like, I just can't imagine anything worse. The fact I'm alone in isolation has been the biggest blessing of 2020 for me. (laughs) I 
everybody says they've been socially distancing their entire lives. I had a degree four years ago and I really don't get out that much. So for me, I go to therapy and I'm very open about it. And Mm -hmm. my therapist said so many more people are seeking therapy and are really like stressing about the pandemic. And for me, I'm like, chilling i got made baby i'm the same i've been in therapy since i was 17 and i'm an elder now so i'm like yeah i'm prepared i'm prepared for global pandemic i'm good (laughs) even my my, uh my psychologist was like like she keeps checking in every now and then she's like do we need to organize a telehealth session i'm like i'm okay and she'll call just to make sure i'm not like I don't know, rocking back and forth like Pastor Cal in a corner. And she's like, wow, you're really okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just me and the cat. I'm painting some some pots. I'm good. I've got my sourdough starter going. Yeah, yeah. I'm making some banana bread. <laughs> I am a hot mess in everything else in my life, but quarantine does not have me down. Because that just means more time for reality TV and swiping on Tinder and talking about the awful experiences, (laughs) which is going to be tough because now I have to have the conversation with my boyfriend of like, are you okay with me Tindering like for the show, but not actually meeting anyone? Wait, Um, so what do you do with Tinder for the show? Is this for your podcast? Yeah, for the podcast. So Brian, uh, my co-host and I both downloaded Tinder and we were you know, matching, like just swiping. Uh, and we wanted to try and exchange accounts so that he would swipe for me and I would swipe for him, but we lived in two different places. Right. So I think what we were going to do is give our friends our phones and let them swipe for us. But I'll share, like I'll post the really bad conversations I have on social media. I'll wow. share, we share like dog of the week stories uh, where this guy that I was talking to recently, who I never went on a date with, thankfully, had a long-term girlfriend mm-hmm. and was on Bumble behind her back and, like, messaging me and sexting me and sending me shirtless photos. And then I always ask for last names because I've had bad experiences in the past and I like to Google and make sure these people aren't serial killers Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, I also talked to somebody on Bumble, man, something going on there, who was a felon uh, and had domestic assault charges. Oh, wow. And so that was fantastic. And then this guy who had a long-term girlfriend, and the first thing that came up when I looked him up on Facebook was a picture of him and his girlfriend from four hours before with <gasps> their dogs. Not and with the like, dogs. Don't bring the dogs yeah. into this. And he would always tell me, like, Celine and Ozzy, say hi. They're here right now. And I, yeah. And he's mm-hmm. cropped his girlfriend out of the photo. <laughs> totally. He totally oh. did. And he gave, he willingly gave me his name, knowing I was going to Google him. I'm like, you're the dumbest person I've ever not yeah. met. <laughs> I don't know how people find love on these apps. I gave up. I'm not on them anymore just because they're always just the most horrific conversations. Even if you like a person, you meet them in real life and either they're just horrible or they're boring as batshit. And I just think I had I have friends that have long-term relationships out of these apps yeah. and I, I I don't know. It's probably something I'm projecting, but I have not no. met a single nice person on a dating app. And I, I used to go hard. I probably been on like 40 dates with oh my horrible, gosh. with 40 of the worst people in the universe. <laughs> I, I'm with you. And I've had, to, I have the worst stories. Like I had a date where a guy and he didn't pull the gun out on me. Not that it makes it better, but he pulled a gun out and like threatened what? to fight people. Cause we were in a bad neighborhood. What um, the fuck? I, I've had some real, when I say really bad dates, I mean like, I'm surprised I'm still alive. Yeah. And you don't know who you're getting into these situation with. And that could happen with anyone. But I, a friend of mine is recently divorced and she's just like, She's lived here a very long time, so she meets people through friends of friends. I've only yeah. lived here a few years. I have, like, two friends. <laughs> so I do the dating <laughs> apps. And I met my current boyfriend on Bumble, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Fingers crossed. He seems like a keeper, but don't they all? Yeah. Until he's their <laughs> criminal day. record. 
<laughs> Until you wind up in a basement. <laughs> uh, that's why he comes oh to my, my house. He's going to murder me. They find the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> See, you're smart. <laughs> Am I, though? Am oh, I? Oh, God. <laughs> This is a love pod exclusive. I haven't even told Brian yet. So it's going to wow. make the show even more fun. Hell I know. Yes. Oh my God. Just Tell us, Dina, where can we find you guys? Uh, where can we find the love pod? Where can we connect oh, yeah. with you on the socials? So we are on all the major podcasting apps and the minor ones too. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, now Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Uh, we have our own website, the Love Pod Podcast. If you're too lazy to look us up on the apps, you can just click there and find us directly on the site. And then on social, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I almost forgot that one at Love Pod Podcast. Awesome. So, Thank yeah. you so much. Just uh, for the listeners where you can find me. I am on uh, Twitter. Um, that's the annoying one. That's at She's Pernicious. But then that's only because I couldn't get reality TV and me, the handle. But then I'm reality TV and me everywhere else. I've just launched a Facebook group for reality TV and me uh, that's additional to the page. And it's really fun. I'm trying to transfer everyone over to the group because it's much more interactive. You can post, you can join uh, threads when we're watching a show together. It's a lot of fun. All the new episodes for the podcast come up on there. And any additional podcasts I do, this week I did a podcast with Mandy Slutska, which will come out, I think, to, on Sunday, whatever day I release this. <laughs> Your Sunday. <laughs> it's already Sunday in Australia, so it's all very confusing. But, um, yes, so... Anything additional I do will be on the Facebook group as well. You can go back if you've been watching Married at First Sight Australia, go back and listen now to all of the interviews with the cast members that I've done because all the spoilers are out there now. Um, so you can go backtrack and listen to I've got about I've got about half the cast of interview of I have interviewed. I cannot speak. And follow me on Instagram at reality TV and me as well. That was really hard to get through. I need another coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dina thank you so much for chatting to thank me it's you. been so much fun yes i always love talking to you and i'm gonna join your facebook group right now yes do it everybody do it right now. well i'll do it together <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much i'll talk to you soon bye, bye.